Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you. We bless your name. We exalt your name, Lord. And Father, we are here in your presence desiring to feed at your table. May you accept us, Lord. May you receive our worship. And may you speak to us, Lord, breaking the bread of life for us. Forgive all our sins. Forgive our shortcomings. Make us acceptable in your sight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Now, let us stand again. Read in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15. Amen. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood all the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Era obanga mulo wozanga chibi okuere zanga mukama. Mulonde lero kwemuna were zanga. Obaba katonda obaba katonda bajajamwe abali emitala womuga beva were zanga obaba katonda baba moli. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Now, this subject came to me as I shared with uh, uh, one as the, there is a subject that I've been preaching in that trip. And then uh, recently, also when I had come back, I was having a, a share a conversation with a brother. And then also it triggered this aspect, this mind. Uh, you know, as ministers or believers, there is a lot that is buried in us. But then, one event causes one to come out. Or so sometimes we are just sharing and a very, a very powerful thought comes out of it. And it makes a sermon. Sometimes we want to put it down so that we don't forget it. So, some time back I preached on the power of choice and decisions. I think that was in the lockdown. I think that it was service online. But now, this is just like a continuation. It's more on the emphasis of free and moral agency. So in this subject that was preaching, and this conversation I was having with this brother, I just realized that this is almost a mystery. The way God made man. And he put you in such a way to choose. And he himself will depend on what you have chosen. Whether good or bad. I realize it's so powerful. Uh, almost, you can say it's a mystery. 
kumbi chama. Actually, I wanted to call this subject the mystery of free moral agency. Because it's a mystery. When, how it came about, when I was preaching, uh, I realized that God tests our faith. He tests to see the kind of faith that we have. And also to see our repentance. Whether we have genuinely repented to him. Uh, of our life and given ourselves to him he tests it also whether we have truly believed him he also tests it when he called Abraham Abraham believed and followed him but now God was not just going to take him as they say by by face value. He was going to test to prove whether Abraham is a genuine believer. He was going to confirm whether that faith is true. And uh, we have learned, we have heard the way of gold is tested. We shared that some time back. There is what is called fool's gold. Oh, it's called iron pyrites. It looks like exactly like gold. But it is tested by by acid. That when it is put in acid, it dissolves. But true gold, when it is put in the same, it shines. Because that acid purifies it. It burns every dross. It burns every dust. And it remains. Gold remains. It cannot be challenged by hot uh, acid. So we said our faith is like that. When you say I have believed God of course God calls you and you say yes I have believed. Now that believing is so important. It is what God is looking for in man to give him eternal life. To accept him. And to give him a covenant. Praise God. But now it must be genuine faith. And how God is going to know that it is genuine faith. He tests it. He tests you. For Abraham, he gave him so many years, 25 years, of no children. He's testing him. And even after he gave him a child, he, continued, he, gave, he, he gave him first two of the tests. He asked him to take him to the mountain and sacrifice him. You must slay him and him. And then he looked at his heart. He took to him, he put upon him the meter. Faith meter. Obedience. And then he, he, the, the meter rolled it that 
chapter 6 degrees. So he proved it is genuine faith. It is genuine obedience. So then my question as a human being. My wonder is God being omniscient why can't he just look at man and sees into your heart and say this is genuine faith or this is a fake. Why does he prove by Tests. I have no answer to that. It's a mystery. And that mystery is about how he designed you. He designed you in such a way that Satan cannot come into your heart until you have opened for him. And even God cannot come into your heart. He has no entrance. He has no way in until you have opened. If you don't open, however much he wants to save you, however much he wants to come in. He has no way in. That is how he designed you. It is so mysterious. mysterious. It is so amazing. You are wonderfully made. Praise God. So it's a mystery. Then the other thing, how I came also to say this is a very important subject. Was we were discussing about a man who we thought this is an elect. Because he strayed. And then after straying after some time, he died. And then our concern was this was a real believer. He had the seal of God. He had the Holy Spirit. Some time back I had uh, uh, I had contended, contended with that brother that uh, you know there was a certain person he was he, he really strayed he was doing things that were controlled and he was a, minister, a powerful minister that the God has used the mad way and now we are, we, the brother was telling me that minister has no Holy Ghost. So I was telling this brother it was Bate. I told him you can't rule out that he has the Holy Spirit. Just because of what you see him doing. And you say he has no Holy Spirit. It is possible he has the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I was looking at his life from the beginning. How he stood for God and what he has accomplished in the kingdom of God and how he has stood for long. But now, he's off the line. And then I was told him, Brother Bate, it is possible he has the Holy Spirit. Because we know once someone has the Holy Spirit and then he he goes off the road. The Holy Spirit will correct him. If he does not obey, he will rebuke him. If he does not obey, his life will be cut short. He, he will have a premature grave. 
So Brother Mateo was urging, but what, what are the signs, what are, what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit here? In what this brother is doing, what is the, where is the fruits of the Holy Spirit? So, uh, then uh, he you know, I could try to, to quote here, that, here and that and to, uh, to, to prove the point. But we ended when he, he seemed not to have seen it. But now, something happened. This brother lived a very short time. After that life, he died. So my, my communication with but we now we were agreeing that that brother must have been sealed in the kingdom of, of heaven. That's why God did not allow him to live long. He had to cut his life short. So now, uh, then it, as we were conversing with Brother Bate, still more of that mystery was getting revealed to me. Do you mean? Because let me let me throw more light. Yeah, Brother Bram gives a. Uh, a story. Or before that. Or before I read there. Now, there is uh, an aspect in the word of God that is called eternal security. Some people, some group, I think either it's either Baptist or something. They went to one extreme with it. They went to an extreme about it. But Brother Bram said, it, the truth remains that there is truth about it. There is a balance truth. So, the truth about it is that when God has served a man. And you sealed him in the kingdom of God. That person is safe. Connecting it with Ephesians 4.30. Grieve not the spirit of God. By which you are sealed. And your day of redemption. Then there are examples in the Bible of people even who strayed and God did not lose them. Instead, he took their lives. The outstanding example in the Bible is uh, uh, Saul. So a wrong spirit came on him. He strayed. And he persecuted David, you know how he wanted to kill him. And it was error after error, mistake after wrong after wrong, until he was going to die. And when he felt he didn't have the joy of salvation, he longed for God. He longed Na, to hear the word of God. And this time Samuel who used to bring to him the word of God Kakati was dead. And he was longing to hear the word Kakati of God. Because the spirit of God had left him. He was under torment of evil spirits. Until he heard there was a, a witch. Or who has power that he can call the dead they come back and talk to their people. So Saul had killed all the witches. But of course you cannot manage to eliminate all of them. There are those who can survive. So he knew 
He has no collaboration. He has no peace with the with witches. So he disguised himself. And he went looking like any other person. And this was a king of Israel. So he went desiring that his old prophet can be called back to him. By that he could hear the word from the Lord. It is terrible for God to leave man. It's terrible to grieve the dove of God from your life. Look at that, now that state the man is in. He's craving for the, for the word of God. In whichever way he can get it. He's ready to go there. So he went. And then he asked this witch. Maybe paid some money. Can you call for me a man called Samuel? She said yes I can. So she did, she did her enchantment. And Samuel came up. Samuel And when he came pro, came up, this witch screamed. And I think she even fell or something. She said, I see God's coming back down, coming up from the earth. How did he see? Why relate him with God? Of course, she didn't see many. But the heathens, God, they don't have that, that, the, the, um, the singular uh, aspect of God in their language. They have pluralism. So she said, she said, gods. Because Samuel was still clothed with the anointing. With the glory of God. Maybe he came up close with the glow of light around him. That anointing that was on him when he was still alive was still on him. You know, when we die, we don't change. We remain the way we die. You die anointed, you remain anointed. Amen. So he came up. Stood before Saul. So, why did you trouble me? Calling me when you know that you have seen and left God. And, and God has left you. And tomorrow, around this time, you will be with me. In other words, tomorrow you are going to die. And the following day he died. So Brother Bram said, if Saul was, if, if Saul got lost, it means Samuel was also lost. Because he said, tomorrow, around this time, you're going to be with me. So they went in the same place. A man who had fallen, he's persecuting his brother to kill him. And a wrong spirit is upon him. And the spirit of God is grieved away from him. And God does not speak to him through dreams, Visions God is anointed, is grieved away. And he dies in that state. And he goes where the just go. Why? When someone anointed him king, 
which is that anointing is the type of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that sealed him into the kingdom of heaven. And when he strayed, God could not allow him to live long here making a reproach to his name. He still took him. Then Brother Bram talks about another man. He was called, I think, Rasmuse. Ramuse or Rasmuse. Something like that. That preacher was, uh, that man was a preacher in America. With with an excellent ministry. But whatever happened in his life, it discouraged him about God. He left to the ministry. And he, he started drinking. And one time a brother asks him. Asks brother Ramsey. Don't you love God? He said if I loved him I would serve him. In other words I don't. He went and bought a beer. A crate of beer. And started drinking. Yes, I think that very week or something. A few days. He died. Brother Bram said, he went to heaven. He was an elect. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And God could not allow him to live long. So my question is, or my concern, or my, my 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 revelation here that even when you are filled with the Holy Spirit you remain on free moral agency. The Holy Spirit does not drive you as an automobile. Yes, it does not drive you like a robot. You have a right still in you to obey him or to disobey him. When you obey him, he gives you strength to live the word, to live the life of the word, to overcome the temptation. If you disobey him, you can still open for the devil. You can still open for sin. Because you still have free moral agency. And then Brother Brown said. If you have the Holy Spirit. You have a tutor. And then the way you obey the tutor. Matters a lot. He keeps taking the report to God. How he trains you and how you respond. How he trains you how you respond. If the report is that you are a disobedient child, you are a renegade. Can you have the Holy Spirit? And still the report comes that you are a disobedient child. Yes. So Brother Bram said, you remain a son. He cannot disown you. But he cannot adopt you. He cannot give you authority in the kingdom of God. He cannot bless you. 
Praise God. Instead, it takes you prematurely. Because you won't allow you remain on earth. Bring a reproach to his name. And people say, that is God's child. That is your God's son. That is doing the things. No, he won't stand there. He will take you from. But now the point here is. You have the Holy Spirit. But still you own choice. You own decisions. You can choose to be an obedient child or to be disobedient to the very Holy Spirit. That is in you. That is how powerful Free moral agency is. God will never come and work salvation for you. You have to work out your salvation. With fear and trembling. God put you in a position of authority. Praise God. No wonder the bride makes herself ready. And Brother Bram said, do not push you through that pipe and pull you from the other side and then he calls you an overcomer. He said, you have something to do you have choices and decisions to make you can choose to serve God praise God you can choose to live for him power is within you so you mean even when I have the Holy Spirit it will depend on my choices and decisions. I thought the Holy Spirit automatically drives me. No. The Holy Spirit will only help you to empower your decision. To empower your good choices. But still, you still own your free moral agency. So it matters very much the choices you make. You don't, you are not going to give an excuse. You don't say it was my mother, my mother. You don't even say it was God. Yes, you don't say it was God. It is not God that has made you to be that way. And it is not him that will take you to hell. It is you to make the decision. To, uh, to reject him. And you go to hell. And it is you to decide whether you are going to heaven. To believe him. And you go to heaven. That you have that power. And he created you that way. He designed you that way. You can decide to be on fire. And you will be on fire. You can decide to quit that habit. And you will quit it. That's why he told us. If it means cutting off your hand. You can decide and say for me. This hand has become a problem to me. I have to carry it. I'd rather go to heaven with one hand than to remain with two and it's taking me to hell. He said you can decide to pull out your eye. You, 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 you. God is not going to pull it out for you. 
you have you have to strive against sin to strive against it to the shedding of blood praise God no stand there as a jellyfish I say where the winds will take me he never made you that way you have no excuse to the winds you not give excuse of winds there is no force you have excuse that there is a force that pushed me and I found myself and I found myself gone no God never made you that way he made you with a decision you have a decision to make you have a choice to make and the consequences will follow Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. Praise God. Make a decision. And fight on. I must fight. If I would rain, increase my courage, Lord. I have decided to follow Jesus. Yes, not turning back. Praise God. Yes, if none go with me, I will still follow. Amen. I've made up my mind. Yes, I, I am going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. I've decided I will serve God. Praise God. I pledge my allegiance to the Lamb. With all my strength and with all I am. Oh, hallelujah. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. You have a decision to make. No excuses. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to listen to this. When a man spends mercy. And he throws it away. There is only one thing left. And there is judgment. God is is laughing. Not willing that any should perish. But if you do any perishing. You do it yourself. If you do any perishing, you do it yourself. You do it by free moral agency. You do it by desire. God don't want you to. But you do it anyhow. You fight your way into it. Kakati olwana no wagusa mucho. No, I can't help. I feel, I feel the body is taking me, the flesh is Yes, after the body has demanded and requested and you. What is your choice? You cannot have an excuse of the body pushed me. Oh no. Neda. Your primary agency. The Bible says crucify. Bible you can crucify that flesh. You can say no. Praise God. If where the flesh is taking you, if you saw the lake of fire below it, you would run away. 
If it's a woman, and now she's pulling your body, and you see beneath her, there is a big python, there is a dragon, waiting to swallow you, and take you to hell, you'd run away. Praise God. You can run away. Amen. Where was it now? God called Abraham because he was a good man. It's a question. Because he was a good man? No. God called Abraham by election. God elects people. God elects people. And of in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, the verse, Postates that word predestinated for the adoption of sons. Now that doesn't mean that God just puts you in a little child. You know, he predestinated us to adoption. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that God just puts you into a little channel. You know, he puts you into a little channel. And runs you through. And you can't help it. That is how people understand adoption and predestination. No matter what I do, no matter what I decide, no matter what, if I'm predestinated, I will make it. That's a lot. You are deceived. That's a delusion. It's not no matter what. No. No. It's not God putting you into channel. pushes you no matter what. You will make it. No. No. That's no predestination. That you can't help it. You can choose to quit God and you go to hell. Your choice matters. Amen. How you go would be uh, would be no reward. In other words, if it was God conditioning putting in a channel pressures you you can't help it but make it there would be no reward how do you reward people who have done nothing but God gives you the free moral agency to make your choice. But God will keep his believer. And predestinated is a hard word among a congregation of people. And predestination is a hard word among a congregation of people. Because predestination really really for our knowledge is a better word. And predestination looks back to for our knowledge. Amen. 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 And for knowledge looks back to destiny. But God being infinite in the beginning knew the end from the, from the beginning and therefore he knew what people would do. 
He predestinated because he saw you doing what you are doing. And he chose you, he saw you choosing what you have chosen. If you are careless about your life and about your decisions and not and stubborn and here you have temptation of women you just run after them and when you are tempted by men you just follow them God saw you. He saw that. He saw that stubbornness. He saw that carelessness. And how do you tell me you are predestinated? When you are manifesting reprobacy, you are a reprobate. Not reprobate. Reprobate, what is the right word for reprobate? Omunto Omujemu Yao Olimujemu Reprobate Olimujemu And you tell me you're predestinated. That's what God saw. He saw you wouldn't be careful. You won't be so concerned about eternal life. Amen. From the beginning, therefore, he knew what people would do. So, so he could what would take place. For he knew what would be. Therefore, therefore before Esau or Jacob, either one was born, God could say, Esau I've hated. Jacob of love. Because if we knew what they could be, he never made Esau that the way he was. He wasn't willing that Esau would be that way. But Esau, by choice, God knew he would take that would take that way. So that's how he knows us today. He knows your heart. You might be able to fool your neighbor. You might be able to fool your pastor. But you will never be able to fool God. Because he knows your heart. Therefore, he by election, he chose Abraham. For he knew what Abraham would do. You remember when he called him out there and said the thing secret from him? When he was going down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, For I know that Abraham will teach his children. I know it. God himself. I know that Abraham will send this message on down from one to the other generation. I know he will teach his Because he knows us. He's able to see our hearts. So God made you automatic and independent. He does not control you. And what you are, he just knows. He's able to know. And by that, he also chose you after seeing what you can do and what you can choose. He knew that if you get the message of the hour, it will be everything to you. Husband, no husband. Wife, no wife. Children, no children. Richard, poor. Hungry or fool. No matter what it means. 
is. He knows what you will do with the message. He knows what you'll do with the word of God. And by that, he chose you. Praise God. He chose you. He first saw you. Who does first? It is you. It is not God. You are the first one to first do something. Then he looked at you. Even before the foundation of the world. He saw you. I have elected that one. Who does first? Esa was the first. God saw Esa would do. He said that one. I can see him choosing food for the birthright. Therefore, I have hated. And then he saw Jacob. Who did first? It was Jacob. He saw Jacob's choice. And he said, by what you have chosen. I have loved you. Let us stand. But God foreknowing that and knowing that Abraham would do it. Then he told Abraham in the beginning that he would save him. And save his seed after him. The unconditional covenant that he made with Abraham. Not because Abraham was good, but because God was good. You know, once you make a choice, you don't have power to enforce, to put in place what you have chosen. But it is the goodness and mass of God that empowers your choice to bring it to pass, to manifest it. That you may not fail. He looks at you working and he gives you grace. That you may not fail. And he gives you his spirit. That you may not fail. I have prayed for you that you may not fail. I have seen the devil wanting to but I have prayed for you that you may not fail because I have seen you I have seen you the heart is weak but the body is weak thank you Jesus thank you Lord oh hallelujah oh Lord you are so good you are wonderful you are worthy you are mighty you are great you are powerful oh God almighty we worship you, we love you, we give you glory. We praise your name, we praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.